Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, fellow gamers, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We have reached the end of another year, and we are going to be celebrating by looking back over and talking about 2022 in gaming as a whole. And also, we're going to be giving out a whole bunch of awards that we have planned. This is going to be an absolute blast. Uh, however, before we get started, please take a second to rate our show five stars, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you leave us a written review, we just might read it on the show. You can also help support our show through Patreon. You can fund what we do starting at five bucks a month, and you'll get two bonus Squadcast episodes every month. If you want to sign up or to check that out, you can head over to MultiplayerSquad.com. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he wins the award for Best Long-Term Host since he's been here since the beginning. We've already done this a couple of times together. It's Josh. Yeah, and the whole time I'm just pointing at myself, rubbing it into Michael mm-hmm. that it's me. <laughs> Another year's gone uh, by, Josh. These years are just starting to fly by, huh? We've been doing this uh, is, now is that, for... Is that because we're old or is it just because time goes by faster? We're coming up on three years, Josh. Dude, we started March 2020. You know what they say? Three, the third year is the glory year for for podcasts. <laughs> this, this coming year is going to be the best year yet. Oh, I sure hope so. All right. And joining me and Josh, he wins the award for best new podcast host because he joined us in February, which means this is going to be his very first end of year review episode. It's Michael. Yes, that's right. All of you other new hosts... Just cower down <laughs> You're and kneel at my greatness. <laughs> Look at how awesome I am. Oh, it's funny you mentioned that how fast the year went by. I remember when I was like 20, people are like, you know, you hear people say all the time, like, oh, time goes by fast. And I'm like, I'm 20 mm-hmm. years old. And these 20 years have been like a long time. And now I'm like 40 looking back and going, oh, man, they go, they go fast. <laughs> I, just, I just love that. The second I could throw shade at Michael, I did. And then he was just so polite and gracious in his best new host <laughs> award. Yeah. The bullets just ricocheted right off him. Yeah. <laughs> I just did I, not hold. I've been a I've been a Josh punching bag since the moment I came on this show, man. I'm just used to it. I just just glance off me and just like Only only since we played Elite Danger. Because if I don't pick on you, if I don't pick on you, it means I don't like you. So that's it, right? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So to tell the people out there what we're going to be doing here today, we're going to talk about the year in gaming in general terms. First, we're going to break down a little bit of the Game Awards 2022, which just happened a little over a week ago. And then we have a total of 11 awards 
that we are going to give out. So it's going to take a little while to get through all this, but it's going to be an absolute blast. We've come up with a list of awards. Some are serious, some a little bit less so. Uh, you can look forward to the dog turd award, which might be oh. my favorite, which is going to go <laughs> right? out to the worst, <laughs> the worst game of 2022. Um, but let me just give you guys a little bit of background of this year because so much has happened. Here's a couple of highlights just to remind you guys of some of the major storylines of 2022 in gaming. Early on in the year, Microsoft announced its intent to acquire Activision Blizzard for $69 billion. Two weeks yeah. later, oh. Sony announced <laughs> that they would acquire Bungie for $3.6 billion. There were about 47 other acquisitions we're not going to list. The Valve Steam Deck released. E3 was canceled, both in person and online. EA withdrew their license from FIFA. GTA 6 videos were leaked online, and Google Stadia was permanently shut down. We also saw a ton of games pushed to 2023. So some of the games we were supposed to have this year that we have to still wait for include Forspoken, Starfield, Redfall, Hogwarts Legacy, Star Trek Resurgence, Skull and Bones, The Lord of the Rings Gollum, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, and by the way, Hogwarts Legacy and Gollum are now listed at the end of year review for being pushed back another year, two years in a row. So we've really been waiting for those a long time. Uh, Uh, This year, we also did deep dives on major releases from this year, including Lost Ark, Elden Ring, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Overwatch 2, V Rising, The Quarry, Saints Row, Gotham Knights, God of War Ragnarok, and Evil West. So as you guys look back on 2022, what stands out? I think the biggest thing that stands out is we we saw a new trend in gaming that we hadn't seen to this magnitude in a long time. Um, and I, I mean, some might say it's a bad trend. Others who are not very smart might say it's a good trend. But really, the trend is let's delay every single announcement that we have and just delay every single big game for the next year was the trend for 2022. Yeah, lots of delays. I, the, you know, there's a new trend for me in 2022, and that is I am a okay with delays. Like I used to get, I'm I, like honestly, I used to get so peeved, right? I'd be like, oh come on, another delay! Like, get your stupid game ready, man. You told us it was going to be out in October, and now I'm just like after seeing all the garbage that got released, I'm like. You guys want to delay your game? That's probably a really good <laughs> decision, guys. I'm really proud of you for making that difficult choice. Like, <laughs> Josh, is this recency biased because of Callisto Protocol? <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, man. I, I have come to learn that when somebody says, "Hey, we need more time on this," it's better to give them the time that they say they need than to scream and yell and then have them go like, "Okay, fine, you want it? Here it is." And then you go, "This sucks. It's broken." And they say, "Yeah, we told you." <laughs> And Ubisoft, if you want to delay Skull and Bones indefinitely, oh, we're man. cool with that too. Because <laughs> we are not going to be playing it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and, and, and so many acquisitions. I felt like yeah. every week when we were preparing our articles for This Week in Gaming, it was like every single week there were two more mergers or acquisitions. And if you guys remember, even Ubisoft was throwing their name out there like, Hey, if anyone wants to buy us, uh, we'll we'll come to the table. We'll oh, listen that, to your offers. Yeah, they, yeah. they threw up a giant white flag and said, "We surrender." 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'll say for me, like I was thinking about this, like what stood out to me in 2022 and, you know, Michael had the, you know, everything got delayed. Um, I, I feel like for me, 2022 was a year that lacked consistently good games. Like don't get me wrong. There's a couple right. juggernauts and we'll definitely talk about those. Um, and honestly, I feel like a lack of like innovation. I feel like there were so many games that released in 2022 that were just retreads and reskins of previous games. I mean, we, you know, just a couple Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was really no different than any of the other Borderlands. In fact, they reused a lot of the same assets. The Stanley Parable Deluxe Edition is just a, uh, you know, a, like an add on to the original game. We've got Warzone 2.0, which is. Warzone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> With a new no mode. Different. Um, you know, the Witcher 3 update just released like I think 2 days ago as of this recording. Um, and they've been touting that for a year and a half. You know, things like Lego Skywalker Saga. You know, there's like there's all these things where it's like, dude, this these games already came out. So it's like, but we have to release something this year. So they just went, we'll just re-release whatever we've had, you know? And so not a trend I'm a crazy big fan of, to be honest. No, really a lot of this year just makes you look forward to 2023 more because I feel like not a lot came out. Not a lot happened. Like we played games. We played a lot of new games. We played some good ones, but there wasn't, there wasn't like a lot of like strong entries this year, I feel. And the ones that we were looking forward to most, like something like Gotham Knights that I was really excited about ended up being like... Yeah. yeah, it was okay. Seemed kind of half baked, really. Flat. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to say this was the year of disappointment, but I honestly, for but it was. A, a, I mean, a lot of games that I was really looking forward to came out, and then I kind of went like, "This is fine. Like, it's right. not blowing me away. Like, it's not great." So uh, mediocrity, with the exception of a couple really, thankfully, good games. I think it was a really little, little top heavy. Like, yeah. we got Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok, which were absolutely fantastic. We got a lot of mediocre entries. The only thing that I will say about innovation is that the AAA titles absolutely were pretty run-of-the-mill, nothing to write home about. But indie games kind of crushed yes. it this year, indie man. Ga- thank goodness for indie developers, man. I- I'll be honest, man. As a lifelong gamer, indie developers are what absolutely salvaged this year if if it could be salvaged it's thanks to them and thanks to two games which is elden ring and god of war yeah and i think i think on on your point paul about the biggest thing about indie games is it makes it hard for like us to predict what to review sometimes because i look back now and i'm like did we miss the mark on not doing stray and cult of the lamb but we wouldn't have known because they came out of nowhere yeah. Well, even things like Sifu, like at least these are all games right. that were on our radar. We talked about all of them even prior to release. Uh, Neon White kind of snuck up on us for sure. And, you know, Josh was pretty quick to start playing that one. But yeah, I kind of feel like indie games are really gaining a lot of steam and momentum to where I'm more excited about a lot of indie releases than I am the AAA titles. Cause the AAA titles are just kind of not meeting our expectations over and over. Yeah. Um, but in any case, we can go ahead and, and move on here. Now, we'll spend just a couple minutes talking about the Game Awards. Now, I know that all three of us tuned in for it. Uh, did either of you win a Steam Deck? No. I, I, <laughs> I, guess, I, no. I kept checking my email like every day. Yeah. and I, I, Maybe it went to my spam folder? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to email Steam to, to ask them where my, my Steam Deck is. There, right? There, there you, I, go. you guys gave out so many because the Game Awards were long. I, I, surely I got one. You just forgot yeah, to, Also, forgot shout to out to me. Christopher Judge. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure like 
60 extra people got Steam Decks because of his <laughs> award speech. Some say he's still talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So as you guys take a look at all of the different winners and the different nominations, uh, you know, the, the two heavy hitters were obviously Elden Ring and Ragnarok. Elden Ring took home awards for Game of the Year, Direction, Art Direction, and Best Role-Playing Game. God Award took home Best Narrative, Score and Music, Audio Design. Christopher Judge won Best Performance. They also won Innovation and Accessibility and Best Action Slash Adventure Game. Um, I think both of those games are deserving winners of those awards. I don't really have much to quibble about. But as you take a look at all the winners, is there anything in particular you think they got right or wrong? I My only complaint with the Game Awards was that I feel like they went with the safe choice on a couple categories and not the right choice. And this might just be inherent to award shows and stuff like that. But, you know, like one that stood out to me and and I will say this caveat, I didn't play this game and I didn't play some of the other. I didn't play a lot of games in this category, honestly, but the indie game Stray like Stray won a ton of awards. I know that Stray took the world by storm. You play as a cat. It seemed to be very endearing. The internet loves cats. I just, <laughs> I didn't want to play as a cat. I have two cats. They live a boring life. You know, I mean, they Not sleep for 18 hours and then, and then they bolt around the house like crazy things for an hour, you know, and you had games like Cult of the Lamb, Sifu, and some of these other neon white, like all these games that were, just vastly different and original and incredible. And then it's like, well, here's a game where you get to wander around as a cat. And it's like, everybody knew that stray was like the safe bet because that got all the publicity and guess which indie game won. They're like, Oh, we're giving it to stray, you know, and stray might be great. Again, I never played it, but to me, it just seemed like I was like, come on. I like, that's the safe choice guys. Um, and then the only other two, kind of on the same vein, fighting game. I lo- I used to love fighting games, but multiverses as as it's best fighting ho-hum. game. You know what I mean? Right. Like really, multiverses? Come on, man! And then finally, most anticipated, dude. Twenty twenty three is chock full of freaking incredible looking games. And out of all those games, if you had to say, what's the safe bet, guys? What's the safe? Right. What, what are we going to say as publications and and make sure that nobody's going to get their feathers ruffled? Oh, well, let's just say that it's, you know, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Nintendo didn't get a lot of awards, so we got to give them one of them, right? Right. Yeah. And again, like completely blame. <laughs> like, I hope that game's great. I'm not trying to knock Breath of the Wild, you know, as far as that goes, or the sequel to Breath of the Wild. But it's kind of like... There's just so many options, and I felt like, again, that was the safe choice. Yeah, I, I've got a couple of general thoughts on this. Uh, one, totally missed out on the Best Hair Award, because Bear McCurry would have easily won that. <laughs> um, that's not really an award, but I feel like, um, you know, she shouldn't have won, probably, but I think that for overall the best performance, I think they got Ashley Burt's wrong. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode that I really think she should have been nominated for Tiny Tina because she was the one of the few good things that came out of that game is the voice performance was really incredible. As Aloy, she's awesome, but you know, that, that's just kind of my thought there. Um, I also feel like overall Horizon Forbidden West, just if if God of War didn't exist, it would have split a lot of these awards with um with Elden Ring because it was it's a fantastic game. 
that I think was just barely overshadowed by God of War Ragnarok. Now, granted that God of War 2018 kind of blew it away. God of War Ragnarok was was close to God of War 2018, but I think that it was just kind of overshadowed by this juggernaut being there that ultimately they're they're very similar in a lot of ways as far as, you know, a lot of the style, the way you move, the way you fight, all those things. Um, but I, I think that you know, seeing Forbidden West not walk away with even one award, it's like that game was really good and it just got beat out by this juggernaut. I don't know. That's just my thoughts on that piece. If Horizon had come out last year, I feel like they right. kind of would have run the table. Because oh, like yeah. it takes two you take a look at past winners where it's like Dragon Age four and The Witcher three, and then you kind of see it takes two. And right. it's kind of the one game that really stands out as just being a really weak year. Yeah, Horizon just kind of ran up against those those two juggernauts. I, I didn't really take issue with any of the categories. A lot of it kind of made sense to me. Uh, in regards to Ashley Birch, it might be one of those like split vote things. Like They're not going to nominate her twice in the same right. category. So get her for the bigger game. Yeah, the bigger game is more recognizable. I, I still think Man Engage was the best performance, but I'm not going to fault them for giving it to Christopher Judge. It's an incredibly iconic role. Nobody thought Man Engage was going to win, although I do think she had the best performance. Oh, you know what? There was one more thing that I did want to mention is best game direction. Mm-hmm. I completely disagree with Elden Ring. Oh. I get I get it was awesome. I get it was great. I just think when you think of directing a video game, and granted, I, I don't make video games. I'm not a director. God of War 2018 had so many more layers involved. Like when it comes to like the motion capture, the stunts, the music that had to make you cry at certain moments, the story, all those things coming together is what a director does. I don't think Elden Ring, like the, you don't have a story. You don't have things coming together. You've got fights. It's great. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing against Elden Ring. I just think when it comes to it, if you're given a job to direct Elden Ring or to direct basically a movie in a video game and make it realistic and fun and all those things, there's so much more that has to come together perfectly to make God of War successful than Elden Ring. And I just I really feel like God of War 2018 really deserved best game direction over Elden Ring. Yeah, I, I, I totally hear you. Maybe the thought process that some people had was that Ragnarok just uses so much that already existed from 2018 that maybe that kind of discounts the work. But I hear everything you're saying. I thought Ragnarok was going to win Best Direction as well. But yeah, let, let's go ahead and move on. Let's go ahead and start giving out some of our own awards. And I think this is a really fun way to tell the people what we thought. It's a fun way to go back and talk about some of the old games that we covered here this year. Some of these games I feel like we played a year and a half ago, and I was kind of surprised they came out this yeah. year. And I think it's a lot of fun to kind of recap a lot of these things and how our thoughts may have changed over time. So let's just start off with the 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 big one here. Game of the Year. Now, coming up later, we are going to give out an award for our personal favorite game of the year. So we're not talking about the game we necessarily liked the most, but we want to recognize the game that did it best. They uh, put out the best, big, innovative new product to the masses. So if you guys were running the Game Awards, what would you have given Game of the Year? Uh, for me, Elden Ring. You yeah. guys know I love God of War. I, I mean, I, I'm you know that, but Elden Ring deserved to get Game of the Year, in my opinion. Like I, that is, it was, it, it just it did a lot of things, right? Number one, Elden Ring. Rumors of Elden Ring came out years ago, and I don't know if you guys remember, but there was some leaked footage 
of like a cinematic trailer at one point, and then there was leaked footage again of like another trailer at one point, and we didn't hear anything about Elden Ring. There was a little, you know, oh, George R.R. R. Martin's going to be involved in the writing, and we get these little snippets, but they weren't, there was not a massive hype train for Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. And then if you guys remember, all of a sudden they came out and they said, hey, Elden Ring's going to release in like two months. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, don't don't quote me on the exact time frame there, but it was like <laughs> it wasn't a very long lead up. Right. It wasn't this cyberpunk 2077 ish hype train that happened. It was just like everybody knows we've been working on this game. Hey, it's going to be open world. They showed off a little bit of footage and everybody kind of went, yeah, it's hard to kind of get a grasp. How's the open world going to work? And the guy's riding a horse and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden they went, hey, by the way, the game's coming out in like two months. And everybody went, well, oh. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like I, I can't wait to play Elden Ring. And then it came out and it just exploded, man. I mean, everything on the internet was Elden Ring. It was innovative. It was truly open world. It was Dark Souls. It was beautiful. Dark Souls has always been ugly, you right. know? And so it was like they took everything that Dark Souls wasn't or people didn't like and they fixed it other than the core mechanic of the game which yes is hard combat and if you don't like hard combat that's just simply not your game at that point but everything else they did almost perfectly in my opinion and that game is freaking massive dude like i I don't what is it like an 80 hour game you know what it, I mean? And that's if you're more. not exploring every little <laughs> corner of the world and looking for the different weapon builds and stuff like that like what an insane value at the same time to just turn people loose. I it, I think it deserved to win. I'm glad it did. Yeah, I also have Elden Ring, much to probably some people's surprise. Now, granted, um, what I just said about the direction of the game does not mean it's the best game. That's why even at the Oscars, you have best picture and best director. It's a difference. I love God of War 20. I love God of War Ragnarok. Um I just I think that overall Elden Ring was fresh, original, a new idea. It kind of broke open uh, a genre and made it into a new genre. You know, the the Souls-like games now have so much more to go off of because Elden Ring exists. I loved the combat even though I hated it because it was hard. <laughs> and I I'm not very good at certain video games, but I was good at this one. It was fun. But the whole thing is like the idea that I could feel. I still remember how it felt the first time that like like I fought someone with a shield and I felt my sword hit off the shield and I'm like, I felt that in real life. The combat was so realistic feeling and the idea be you're not you're not button mashing. You've got to be smarter, strategic, but it all worked. It's like this perfect dance between realism, fun, and still a little bit overpowered because like, if it was realistic and I was actually holding a sword, I'd be dead quick in real life. Um, but in this game, I'm able to play this character who um, walks around this shroud of mystery and this let's go and see what's out there. Everything here is going to try and kill me. And you don't know necessarily when you go somewhere, something's too hard for you or not until you fight it and you die or you don't die. I just think there was a lot in this game without actually being a lot. Cause I look back and I'm like, there wasn't a lot going on there, but I'm like, yes, there was, there was a lot going on there. And that's why I think that, that it really, I think it stands out this year um, as shining star. Don't get me wrong. God of war. Ragnarok was incredible. It was really God of war. Ragnarok. God of war 2018, like 1.75 kind of was a continuation of the story. (laughs) I don't think it was, was anything mind blowingly different. It was really good, but I, I loved Elden ring for, for what I just said. Yeah, Elden Ring is what I chose as the winner here as well. You really just have to give them credit for the innovation. And honestly, when you're making your first open world game, 
That is a really hard undertaking. Yeah. And yeah. this is a full open world game and it runs really really well there were a couple very minor issues like the day of release and after that everything was perfectly fine you could quibble with a couple things i think my biggest complaint about elden ring is that it's very easy to miss certain side quests if you like don't talk to the same person nine times in a row then they don't give you a mission like that kind of stuff kind of bothers me but if that's the worst thing i have against a game it really is just beautiful the music's fantastic very memorable boss fights and also just quality of life. I mean, being able to do the fast travel to the campsites is easy. Being able to summon your horse at any time is is very nice. I mean, Elden Ring has done nothing but stay in very high regard in my mind, even though we played it now 10 months ago. Oof, yeesh. Yeah. And the, the word of mouth of Elden Ring was immaculate. And you had these like gaming cultural moments like Let Me Solo Her, yeah. where you had people dressing up as this guy. And even <laughs> just the fact that you could bring in a friend and fight some of these bosses, I thought was really neat as well. Yeah, you got to give Elden Ring all the credit in the world. All right, well, let's move on to our next award here. Let's give out the award for favorite new character. Now, Josh, this is the one that you kind of <laughs> mentioned having a little bit of trouble with. I think you even threw out, I hate whoever came up with this award. Yeah, I did, because, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a ton of insanely good video game characters, but Mm -hmm. to say, hey, you have to pick a game that released in 2022 as your favorite game character, and then I started going like, well, wait a minute, like, okay, so now I got to think of all the games that released, well, none of those characters really jumped out at me, necessarily. I can't pick Kratos for everything. And he's not um, a new character. Yeah, you know what I mean? So then I was like, well, dude, and this this one was hard. I don't like homework. <laughs> There's no so, Dr. Hakeem to pick yes, this year. exactly. And so I really struggled <laughs> with this one, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I did finally narrow it down to two. Um, and then I said, you know, wh- who, which which is the one that really stood out to me as far as like every time this character was in the game, I got excited and I thought it enhanced the game. And that's Odin. From God of War Ragnarok, honestly. I like um, it. That's a great pick. Oh, that's a really I, you know, good choice. I, it was just the performance was top-notch. The way that they portrayed Odin in Ragnarok, I thought was phenomenal. I did not know if they were going to have him come in and just be this all-powerful like Zeus-like character. And it was completely different. And I love the way that they portrayed him. I loved the acting in it. I loved the way that I started to trust Odin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like like he he, he roped in. me in. You know what I mean? And it's like, and I know you don't trust Odin. Come on, man. What have they been saying all of God of War? Like, don't trust Odin. He's he lies, you know, and all that stuff. And I'm like, nah, man. Odin's my boy. He, he he's cool, man. He's he's, being <laughs> he's cool just misunderstood. With me. Yeah. And so for me, it was definitely Odin. He's a kind old man with lots of birds. He's a crazy bird man. <laughs> trust him. He's man. trustworthy. He uh he just the sheer presence. And the command of just using his voice of everyone around him is what made him such a cool villain. Yeah, yeah. I even said, I don't remember what I said at the time, but when we did the deep dive, I said, this is like my favorite gaming villain of the last five years. I, I loved every second with Odin. I would give nothing more but to spend more time with Odin, be able to hear his voice, see his schemes and shenanigans. Uh, yeah, what a great new character. I, I, I love that pick. Maybe he'll be in the next one. <laughs> what, what what do you have for favorite new character michael well i didn't think of odin so now i guess i i can't change it <laughs> yeah. uh, dang it 
Um, I would say, now I had to dig pretty deep in the well on this one, and I came up with a character that you do play as, um, and I don't know if it's, it's not going to be an ongoing long-time character, because it's definitely a one-and-done, but really, I was just enamored by uh, Cleanse Quig, which is the name of the Pigman from mm. Evil West. Um, yes. I loved the Pigman story. I think the way that, in such a short time, without spoiling too much about the character, because it's it's a pretty good two or three hour story maybe ish is what you get to play with this character He's one of the five playable characters in weird evil west, west. Yeah. i'm sorry weird <laughs> west not evil west man these games <laughs> put on a stetson partner it's the year of the west um i don't know where that came from i apologize to everyone who had to deal with that anyways he's basically been turned into a pig because he was a nasty human being you don't know that when you first start playing as him but as you learn his character you start to like you think he's abhorrent for a little bit. You think he's terrible. And then you find out he really was terrible. And then you just you learn a lot about this person that became the pig man who has amnesia and he doesn't know what he is or who he is. Um, you have a lot of choices that are very pivotal as this character. Do you kill this person? Do you not? Do you want to go with revenge or go with forgiveness? And I think it just had a lot of layers to a character that really wasn't around for very long and didn't <clears throat> didn't exist in a heavy part of a huge game. Now, granted, we won't see the Pigman anymore, probably, because if, if if Weird West does get a sequel, I don't know if they're going to go that route by playing a character that you already know everything about. But he he had a lot of layers and a lot of emotion in such a small thing. And I, I it really struck me as, as a great character. And the funniest thing is, when I started playing as this character, I thought he'd be my least favorite. I was like, I don't want to go melee-ish. I don't want to do this. I don't... He's I, ugly. I just got off of, yeah, he's ugly. I just got <laughs> off of what's her name? Um jo- Jane. 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 Yeah, Jane. And I'm Bell, like, Jane Jane name. Bell was awesome, and now I'm this pig man. And then by the end, I was like, I just want to be the pig man. And I, he was a great character. He's really good with a cleaver. Yeah, great his story was very tragic. Like his story definitely right. stuck with me. I really loved that one. Uh I I struggled with this one. I thought about giving it to Odin, and then I thought that one or both of you would probably do that so i just went with my other choice because they were both tied in my mind i I gotta give it to my girl marissa marcel from immortality i i i won't talk about it much but such a hard job for an actor to come in and play so many different parts of different movies and to record them all and to do such a great job I thought her acting was unbelievable. I would have given her best performance. I liked her character a lot. There's a lot of mystery behind what happened to this woman. Why is she missing? What did she go through? Why does she not seem to age? And then it takes a little bit of a fantastical shift in the game. And as you find out more about her character, I just found myself getting more and more interested in what she was doing. And so I'll, I'll give it to Marissa Marcel from Immortality for my favorite character of 2022. It's also still the first game I ever put, I believe, on my wish list on Steam. I can't wait to play that one. Oh. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we're going to take just a short break and we'll be right back with some more multiplayer gaming podcasts. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back, and it is time for maybe my favorite award of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you the Dog Turd Award. Oh. Uh, what game just came in and, and left a big steaming pile of dog poop on the rug? That's what we're going to give out here. Uh, let, let's throw it to Josh, because I think we, we might all you have the same pick anyway. Know. You guys <laughs> know. It's Callisto-do <laughs> protocol. Call. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh my goodness, man! I go back, go back and listen to our episodes. We covered Callisto Protocol, the lead up to that game, a lot. We all said, "Hey, what's the game that you think is going to be the best game? Like, what has the yeah. highest chance of being great?" And we all said Callisto Protocol. Oh yeah. I mean, and it's funny because I actually went through all of our news stories for the entire year um, as a little bit of prep for this show, and we were so hyped. I mean, honestly, oh, yeah. and there were so many stories, 60 frames a second confirmed for Callisto Protocol. You know, sure, it runs at 60 frames a second sometimes. <laughs> the other time it runs at four frames a second. So are we averaging that zero. out or are we talking top <laughs> frames a second here, people? Right. You know, I mean, if there's, uh, uh, here's the thing. At, when we look at bad games, right? What's the game that's at the very bottom of our leaderboard? Battlefield uh, 2042. Yeah. You know yeah. what? You know what they did? At least they did, right? You could play it. Yeah. You could play right. Battlefield 2042, <laughs> you could, guys. You couldn't shoot anyone, no, but you could play but you it. could play the game. <laughs> Callisto Protocol, I couldn't even freaking play it, man. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so for me, Callisto Protocol was honestly, and this is not a good thing. This was the first <laughs> truly unplayable game that I think I've ever paid money for. Cyberpunk 2077 was a buggy mess, but you know what? I could play the game. Sure, people mm-hmm. walked around in a T pose and cars ran over people, and you know, but you can at least play the game. Yeah, could not physically play Callisto Protocol without going into a seizure or rage. Um, and so for me, that gets easily the 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 dog turd, the first inaugural dog turd award because of <laughs> yeah. that. Now I know the that they fixed a lot of that with 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 patches and stuff like that. It doesn't matter to me at this point. It's too late. So for me, it's Callisto Protocol. Uh, and also, yeah, the quarry. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, man. Now, 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 part of the problem with Callisto is like, is it the worst game of the year? No. But it is the biggest difference between hype and expectation and actual product. That we, we had so many articles this year for Callisto. Sometimes I would put them in there and I would put in parentheses, we're not talking about Callisto again. I just want to share this news because we were all so excited and we were bringing it up. My right. goodness, what, three out of every five Twig yeah. episodes, we were sharing news about it. It was So, often. yeah, for it to come out and just be so unplayable and so poorly run, it was just like just a bucket of ice water first thing in the morning waking up. It was just it was so bad. So disappointing. I still am so close to pulling the trigger on just getting it on the PlayStation 5 because I still want to play it so bad and it could be a good game. It's just unplayable. I almost, I'll be honest, I almost want you to, Michael, because over the technical issues at release, 
that I have read a lot of complaints from people that said, dude, this game's just not good. Like technical right. issues aside, it's a straight corridor. Combat is terrible. Um, it, there, it's not scary. It's just jump scares, you know, and it's gory. So if you like gore, then maybe the game is for you. But from a completely just putting all the technical issues to the side, just as a game alone, people kind of went, it's really meh. And everybody was expecting a lot more. It was supposed to be scary. You know, it's supposed to be the graphics are beautiful. Nobody's faulting that, but I just feel like it was a letdown in a lot of different ways. Um, but more so just you released a completely broken game. Yeah. Broken to the point where you can't play it. So Michael, was that your winner for the dog turd award as it well? Is not. Ooh, no. Okay. It, it was, no. it was mine. So that's what I picked. What would you pick Michael? I did not want to give it to Callisto Protocol because I wanted to give it to a game that I actually played, right, and was looking forward to. And to really understand my dog turd award, we have to look at the life of a dog turd, right? Mm. A dog turd starts out as something else. It starts out as a delicious, tasty treat. It's a dog treat. <laughs> Maybe it's a snossages or it tastes like bacon. Mm-hmm. The dog's bacon all strips. excited. And you get the bacon strip inside your mouth and you're like, this is so tasty. I'm loving this dog treat. This dog treat is great. And then, you know, it turns into a bunch of mush and stuff as it goes throughout your body, but you're still enjoying it. You're full. You're satisfied. You're happy. You poop it out and you're like, you know, I still want more dog treat. But then at one point, one day, you step in that dog turd and the glass breaks and you understand that something has changed about this dog treat. It is no longer a dog treat. It is the dog turd that became of Lost Ark when you got to the end of the game. And that is what pissed wow. me off so much. Is it started out it was so satisfying. We talked about it on leading up to it in the in the Twig episodes. Like, is this going to be the death of MMOs or is it going to keep the genre going? Will we appreciate this? And the game was incredible. It, it was, was a the lot combat of fun. was great. I really enjoyed Lost Ark for a long time. But then you get to the end, and it's not like World of Warcraft, where you get together with a bunch of buddies, and you raid, and you get a gear drop, and that gear drop is awesome. No, you got to shell out 16,000 gajillion, billion, million, picture as many exaggeration words here for money as you possibly can in every language and denomination around the world. Money, dollars, that's what you had to do to become successful at Endgame, and it, the, it was like stepping in a dog turd. It was like, this started out as a tasty treat, and it became... I got to clean this up, get it off me, and I got to make sure I never step in that again. It's one of the strangest games to start out so good, and then you get like halfway through the game, and it just dips a little, and you're like, but I got all this endgame content to get right. to. And then you get there, and you realize it's pay to win, or wait, and then there's just nothing to do. And it, it was like, this game went so viral so fast i don't know if you guys remember when when the pre-orders first opened up for beta we all got the pre-orders to jump in right away and they started it was kind of like valheim where they were releasing articles every day where it was one million people had pre-ordered oh yeah and then the next day it was three million and the next day it was eight million or whatever everybody we knew was playing lost ark all of us maxed out at least one character and then all of us just kind of dropped it as soon as we got to the end game because there was just nothing left to do such yep. a disappointment yeah that's a good pick michael thank you yeah <laughs> all right let's move on to the next award here this one is the most fun weapon category 
Michael, how about we go to you first for this one? What'd you have here? I think I, I don't know if Paul's going to think of this one or not, but I, I just think of like, what was the most fun I had with a weapon? Like that was unique and new. And I, I ironically, and oh, here comes a cringe from Josh. Here comes a huge cringe. Cause I think it was the rentier gauntlet from evil West. I had oh, a lot I of actually, fun with that thing. That's not a cringe. I thought the gauntlet okay. was a blast. Honestly, I just had I, so it, much I fun with it. It new? that weapon. Yeah, it it's was new. Pack. You could you could use it as crowd control, pulling things, pushing away, slamming people in the ground, all kinds of fun stuff. It was just new and exciting. And throughout the whole entire bit of the game, it evolved just enough to keep it fresh and interesting with the different abilities you got with it. I had a lot of fun with that thing, and I think it was the best weapon that I used this year for new weapons. That's a good pick. I actually did consider that one. I mean, as much as I said that I thought the game was you know just kind of average, the gauntlet was great. The the ability to like electrically grab enemies and yoink them to you or teleport to them was so much fun, man. More games need that quick, like movement around the battlefield. It just adds a lot. So what about you, Paul? Yeah. For me, for most fun weapon, uh, does the trombone from trombone champ count? No, because it's not a (laughs) weapon. weapon? (laughs) I mean, I've heard some people play it. It's deadly. (laughs) (laughs) I love trombone champ so much. I, I, I just, played it again like three days ago such a fun game i i just need an excuse to mention it at some point because it's not going to win any other <laughs> award here but i did love it uh are, are, are we allowed to count the gatlians from high on life yes yes you can because that's my pick All right. too <laughs> i'm gonna give it to knifey I, oh man i freaking love knifey Dude. So uh, we should say here at the front that we are going to deep dive high on life. We have already started playing it, or at least me and Josh have. Um, so we probably shouldn't say too, too much. But when you have, uh, uh, what's the word? When you're, when you're like a lot, you have consciousness. When your weapon yeah. is actually alive sentient. and talking sentient. to you. Sentient. Thank yep. you. When your weapons are sentient and talking to you and giving you commentary on what you're doing. It's a great recipe, and even though High on Life is only going to be so fun for so long, when you pick up Knifey for the first time, and he just wants to murder anyone <laughs> and everyone. He even tries to convince you to stab yourself. He's like, come on, just stick me right in your belly. You know you want to do it. And he's he is wild, and I love Knifey. I cracked up at Knifey so much. Uh, I wish there was more Knifey. Uh, honestly, yeah. that's the only caveat I'll say. It's funny that you picked Knifey. I actually went with Kenny, which is your main pistol that you start sure. the game with. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, for me, Kenny is like the narrator of this game. Mm-hmm. And there are other weapons, and I have acquired, you know, some of them, but I, I find myself always going back to Kenny because I just appreciate like the humor and the quips that he throws out. I don't know if it's just that I got comfortable with him, like from the beginning of the game. You know, I just, I love it. So for me, I, I mean, I, I don't have all the weapons, so maybe there's some even better ones. But Knifey, Knifey takes the cake, but Knifey takes a backseat fairly quick. And that's the yeah, only shame. It's short-lived. I wish I could use Knifey all the time. And if I could, he would be my pick. But Kenny is, is always there for me, so I'm going with Kenny. I 
forgot this game was out or I'd already be playing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so <laughs> lost in a plague tale right now. <laughs> oh, nice. How many times, Josh, have you heard Kenny say, no, we're not going to shoot this guy? Oh, I try to shoot everybody. <laughs> I did too. I, I mean, literally everybody. I just want to hear him. And then what's funny is occasionally you can shoot somebody. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, I got to kill that guy. And then Kenny has some funny comment about like, yeah, yeah, okay, that guy was a jerk. I let you kill him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just all the funny comments about yeah wiping out all the ants in the beginning yeah. or whatever. It's it's always great. Yeah, we'll 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 talk plenty more about that in twenty twenty three. All right, on to our next category here: worst money grab. Ooh, I know my oh. answer. I think there's one answer that's kind of obvious, at least in my opinion. I, I I chose Diablo Immortal. I chose it as well. I never played it, so I didn't pick that one, to be honest. Um, I do think it's an insane money grab, especially with the release of Diablo 4 coming up. Um, I picked Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That was my second choice. I, I, you know, and that's not to say that I don't think that it has redeeming qualities. You know, I'm not saying that Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is a terrible game. My biggest issue, and we did a deep dive on this, my biggest issue with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is that I felt like it was extremely lazy in the development of the game, I thought I love the humor, but all Borderlands have humor. I, I did appreciate the overworld nature, but that doesn't really add a ton to the game. And when I started seeing that they're re, you know, all they did was change the name of some weapons and they reused the exact same assets. So we've got these safes and loot boxes and stuff from Borderlands 2 in a fantasy setting game that Tiny Tina's is supposed to be. I got. I got kind of just, it, it irked me a little bit. And and I did say this in the deep dive that this is just a straight money grab game. And that's the biggest problem right. I have with it. Doesn't mean that it's not fun. Doesn't mean that you can't have a good time with it. But it is the most obvious money grab to me. Yeah, I I was really close to picking Tiny Tina's, but I didn't want to give it too many awards here because I give it another award later on. But <laughs> um, my, Before we move off of Tiny Tina's, did we pay $60 for that game? We sure was it did. 50 or 40? It, it might have been 40. I can't remember what the release price was, but Boy, we, if, we paid <laughs> release price premium for it. Yeah, we, we paid for it for sure. Uh, if we <laughs> dropped if we dropped a collective 180 on Tiny Tina's, oh my goodness, that's, we that's a lot of money. We dropped a collective 180 on the quarry, so that's probably even worse. <laughs> we sure did. Because it didn't make us laugh much. Um, no, I see Diablo Immortal, is it best money grab or worst money grab? Because I think if it's both. Uh, realistically, Diablo Immortal <laughs> just paid for all the Blizzard production for all their games in the future because they've made billions off of it i think it has literally made a billion dollars um but it's made so much money yeah tiny teen is a 60 point, bucks by the way oh, sorry to interrupt you michael but it was Yikes. 60 dollars. yeah sheesh not worth it uh, no <laughs> yeah yeah diablo immortal i just think it is a good game and i enjoyed playing it and i love the diablo series but when you're reading stories about them making a billion dollars and people dropping a hundred thousand dollars on loot and now they can't match with anybody because their gear is too good, that's where you start getting into, oh, you've literally broken this game because you're so focused on the money grab aspect of it. Yeah. I, I wanted to give it to Diablo, even though Diablo 4 <laughs> were all incredibly hyped. By the way, I was shocked that Diablo 4 is not one of the nominees for the game awards. For most anticipated game for right? next year. Yeah, and then they had Resident Evil 4, which is a yeah, remake on the I mean, list. Yeah, I noticed that too. There was some wonky yeah. choices for that. Maybe some Blizzard bias yeah. as a company. Maybe maybe that came into play too. Who knows? All right. 
moving on to our next award here. I love this award. This is the only one that does not have to come out in 2022. What is the best game that you played in 2022, regardless of release year? And keep in mind, we did a lot of really good deep dive games. I looked at our leaderboard. Five out of the top six on our leaderboard are games we covered this year. So we covered stuff like God of War 2018, the PC port, Ragnarok, Cyberpunk, Disco Elysium. Like, we did some bangers this year. What, What do you guys have? This sucks. Like I I have a choice here, but it sucks and I hate I hate this award because like it's hard. We played like you just said, we played some really great games. Um perhaps the best RPG I've ever played in my life came out this or I we played this year with with uh Disco Elysium. Um and it's funny because I'm actually going back, I think a week ago, I said that God of War 2018 might be the best game I've ever played. I think there was a little bit of recency bias in there because I'm actually changing my answer. I think it was Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. I think it's my favorite game I've ever played. And I think, well, I know I played it this year. It was so ambitious. It was so uh, insanely just deep. There was so much to it. I love open world. I love games with great graphics, games with great story, games with great combat. It had all those. It had some sneaky sneak. I didn't have to sneak too much. But (laughs) I just, I am enamored by that game. I cannot wait to play Phantom Liberty. I can't flip and wait to play phantom (laughs) liberty because i want more cyberpunk i want to go back and play the game through all over again because there's a character that i didn't even get to meet i don't even know how it happened you guys told me river river ward no i played with river ward it was the other guy Uh, i went through all river story um okay who was it that kenny walter are those people i'm gonna have to come back to this one but there's somebody (laughs) that like is a slap in the face who should have played against him or played with him and i didn't but anyways loved that game that's my choice I like it. Good pick. What about you, Josh? I, dude, I struggled with this category because there were two games that it was like trying to pick between, like, you know, my children on. And I kept waffling and I kept waffling. And since Michael picked one of them, just for that sake and that sake alone, I'm going with the other one Um, because Cyberpunk 2077 is absolutely incredible yes it released and it was buggy that game it don't let go of the past you know that's not easy for me to say especially but let go of the past don't hate cyberpunk 2077 anymore because like michael said it might be one of the best games that he and i have ever played but since he picked that one i'm going with a game that i was very convinced i was not going to like this game was not my style of game I had heard everybody raving about this game. I thought, this game's just not for me. I'm going to be one of the few people that says that they hate this game. And that game's Disco Elysium. Oh, I, was, I thought <laughs> I, you were going to say this. I 100% thought that I was not going to enjoy Disco Elysium. Going into it, I, I just I kind of went, I'm, I'm going to be that guy. I hate it. And it's so stinking good that it caught me by surprise. And when I think about it, that was the first game that came to mind. And I did struggle with Cyberpunk because that was like the second one. I went, oh, what about that? And I kind of went, no. Like, it's got to be Disco Elysium. And I know it came out a few years ago, but we played it this year. And that game just sticks with you. It is, I, I've said it before, it is a masterpiece of a game. And if you are like me and you tend to get bored with like calm games and things like that, or you think there's no combat... Any of that stuff, I'm telling you, I thought the exact same thing, man. But give this game a try because it absolutely blew me away. 
yeah, what a fantastic game. And I'm just so sad with all the drama with Zom oh, and all the people who were let go and all the lawsuits being filed. We never covered it in our Twig episodes, but it really casts a big shadow over the future of like the disco franchise. But are there two characters that are more funny to put together than Kim Kitsuragi <laughs> and, oh my goodness. Harry Dubois. Harry, Harry Dubois, Dubois. Thank you. Yeah. It's like, it's like a buddy cop comedy it's, but it's, even more on steroids i don't even know what to say it's it's fantastic yeah i think it's crazy too how you get to know so much about the world without being an open world game where you you see such a small bit of the world but you understand so much about the culture the people the geography just from just yeah, reading there, a bunch of what, like 12 areas in the entire game right Maybe. you know what i mean that. like if that small and, world. but you're right i i, One small I can street. i can close my eyes and picture revishal Yep. You know, instantly. It's just, yeah. What about you, Paul? What's uh, what's yours? This was an easy one for me. It's my number one game of all time. It's Red Dead Redemption 2. We did really? a deep dive yeah. early this year. That had to be the winner for me. It's still my favorite. Arthur Morgan is probably my all-time favorite protagonist. The story that Arthur goes through, I find to be absolutely enthralling. The fact that he gets tuberculosis and you get to see how that affects him and his morality and his choices in life and having played red dead redemption before it is just the best prequel i've ever experienced whether it's movies games or whatever having this brand new character and seeing how they so fully shaped john marston the protagonist of the first one uh it's loaded with great villains both Dutch and Micah are incredible villains. And of course you don't even realize Dutch is a villain in the beginning. Uh, I, I had to give it to red dead. It's just so perfectly made. The, the tiniest details are all accounted for in red dead. You look at the issues with detail in things like Callisto protocol, where you don't get reflections and mirrors. Can you imagine like something like that in red dead? I mean, red dead has, you know, the size of horse anatomy changing yeah. <laughs> depending on the temperature outside. Oh, like that's the that. level of detail in the game. Wow. I love it. It's there. Uh, there are very, very few games that are like Red Dead Redemption 2 from a quality level, from a story level, from just an overall, just overall level. Like, uh, you know, the whole package, um, you know, it's number one on our leaderboard for a reason, uh, you know, uh, I have, you know, a, a game or two that I rank higher than that, but that's not taking anything from Red Dead because I can easily look at that and say it's an absolute perfect game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's just maybe there's certain flavors that aren't for everybody, but that's not the game's fault at that point. Exactly. Like it is a perfect video game. Yeah. And Disco is a perfect video game, God of War. It's it's a very short list. Yeah. S- Cyberpunk I absolutely love, and it's probably in my top three of all time. I don't think you could call that a perfect game, but I think you could call it an absolutely thrilling story. And it has so much momentum, especially as you get toward the end. All right, let's go on to our next award here. Most promising game reveal. So over the course of this year, we've had a lot of announcements. We've had a lot of trailers, a lot of games to look forward for. What do you think is the most promising Promising to us or promising to like the rest of the world? <laughs> uh, however you want to I interpret it. I did struggle it. with this one a little bit because my opinion right? kept changing. Yeah. Well, I, I can go I, quick if you guys aren't sure. Go ahead. Go. You throw it out there. I got two and I, I'll just say which one I want to say later. <laughs> we spent a lot of time already talking about it, but Diablo 4. 
the cinematic trailer. My goodness. It's one of the best cinematic trailers I've ever seen. Go watch it if you haven't. It's three minutes. It's so good at setting the mood and the atmosphere and the themes of Diablo. That's the one that I think uh, got me most hyped for a game coming out next year. It's getting stupid good preview like reviews too from people, especially like, lately. Man. Stupid good. Like you can feel the excitement in these reviewers and these people that got to play it. I can't and, wait. And you don't <laughs> see that a whole lot. Like they usually try to temper that, and they they kind of go like, "Hey, I'm excited, but let's wait and see," kind of thing. Like these people are like. Need more Diablo 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the Diablo 4 is probably like the like most promising game overall. For me, it's Dune Awakening just because I really want it to be so good and I want to play it so bad. Open world, Dune, give it to me, your Mel Spice. Oh, Michael, I freaking <laughs> love you, man. I, I couldn't pick it. I couldn't pick Dune Awakening because I literally, if you go into my internet history, I rewatched both trailers about an hour and a half ago on Dune Awakenings. I just want to see gameplay, but that game has me so hyped. An open world survival MMO, like, Oh my goodness, man. Um I this is this is tough for me because it's like most promising reveal. Like, does Starfield count? Sure. You know, like yeah. I, you know, because it's like I don't know when they very first revealed Starfield. I still have extremely high hopes for that game. Other than Fallout 76, Bethesda has not made a game that I have not really enjoyed. You know what I mean? Like, do I think Starfield is going to be the next Red Dead Redemption 2 or God of War? No, I don't have that expectation. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love it if it was, but I don't have that expectation for it. But what I do have is the expectation that I'm going to have a massive amount of fun and enjoyment out of a game that I can probably play for 80 to 100 hours and just really just enjoy playing over and over again. Is it going to be groundbreaking? Of course not. It's Bethesda. It's going to be the same form. But I love outer space and I love spaceships. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm going with Starfield. There are a lot of other games I could mention in this, but I have to pick one. So yeah, I was really excited about Starfield. I've tempered a little bit, but not enough. Um, By the way, while you were talking about that, I did just sign up for the beta uh, for Dune Awakening because I found that. Nice. (laughs) We can continue now. I just want to efficient use of time, right? All right, so on to the next award here. Uh, Michael, I'm going to let you explain this one. This is the Smoke Show Award, and you were always a big fan of this one here. You want to tell the people why? How do I explain this? Just know this is a family-friendly here podcast that we have. A Smoke Show is a person that would be considered physically appealing to other people. So Mm -hmm. a Smoke Show Award basically is... I'll just give you my winner, and you'll understand what we're talking about. My winner for the Smoke Show Award is every single character from Lost Ark. <laughs> that was that, that was the origin of where yeah. I, I, I said every character in this game is an absolute smoke show because everyone's running around. All the women are running around high in heels. high heels and mini skirts. All the guys are freaking jacked. They all look like Hugh Jackman at the peak of like physical prowess. They're like Greek statues running around. <laughs> Chiseled. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I, I did write down as the winner every character in Lost Ark just to harken <laughs> back to the original yes. joke. But yeah, what what what'd you have for this one, Josh? Oh, that's funny. We actually I think we did this in our mid year awards isn't that we isn't did. that where this like the birth of the smoke show award was so might have been yeah it, i mean it's been a long time since and a lot of games have come out since then i think we played 
Didn't we play? Um, uh, oh my goodness! Total brain fart. Who's the two the, the, the B two B game? What's the, the uh, near oh, automata? Yeah, near yeah, automata. automata. Oh my yep. goodness, man! My brain just shut down there. I don't know why. What? I, I, maybe it was concentrating on something else. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the self destruct, Josh, so, is that you're thinking so, of? <laughs> but so I I, I kind of went. Well, you know, I, maybe is it two B? And then I went. Now, hang on. Let, let me, let me. And then I went back to Google Images. I checked and I said, w- w- Beatrice was who I said before. I went to, yeah, it's still Beatrice from Lost Ark. <laughs> ah, nice. There you go. <laughs> still, hasn't enough. changed at all. <laughs> uh, I also want to give a shout out to Caitlin from The Quarry, who was uh, portrayed by Brenda Song. Yes. And I think that was my winner for the mid year award. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, just, a, just a silly little award that we thought was funny to throw in here in the middle. All right, on to the next award. Oh, I love this one too, man. We saved some of my favorite ones for the last. So we have covered so many news stories this year, and there's a lot that we don't even cover on the show. And we still have our giant document that has all of them in there. I thought it was so fun to browse back through all of these, because right now we are going to give out our favorite gaming news story of the year. Maybe it's serious. Maybe it's what you found funniest. In 2022, what was your favorite gaming news story? Can we count the when we announced that we were getting a new host named Michael on this show? <laughs> or no, is that on? I don't story? think that got picked up by the news outlets. Yeah, boo. <laughs> um, all right, I'll just go first real fast because this actually was the news story like know, a week or two before I came on the show, and it was Bowser, the Nintendo hacker. <laughs> I was yeah. when I was driving my car, I almost had to pull over. I was laughing so hard. That what was his name? It was like Gary Brian Bowser. Eric Bowser. Gary Bowser. Gary Bowser. <laughs> and I'm like, that can't Ew. be any more perfect. And I just it stuck with me to this day that Gary Bowser was arrested. He was hacking Nintendo servers or something like that, right? The Nintendo was that what Switch. He was, he was hacking the Switch, yep. is what it That's was. That's right. And he hacked selling, the switches and he sold them. Selling yeah. like chips that would like crack the switches and he could run other stuff on them. Wow. Yeah, yeah that guy. Great. Go story. Bowser. <laughs> what about you josh uh so that one was the first one that came to mind but i was like i as much as i love that one i don't know that it was my favorite and so I, this is the reason that i was scrolling through all our news stories and then i came across one that literally made me laugh out loud because we did talk about this one and it's the story where ea has a town hall meeting and says that battlefield 2042 bugs were on par with previous titles and it's <laughs> only mm-hmm. underperforming because of COVID and Halo Infinite's release. <laughs> oh, that's right. And I literally that. looked at this thing in hindsight, and I just went, oh my goodness. Like, they are so blind to the issues in this game. No like, awareness. Th- this isn't a PR release. This is EA's town hall. This is, like, them talking amongst themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And saying, guys, it's because of COVID and Halo Infinite. Otherwise, Battlefield 2042 would be a blockbuster success. And you know there's a room full of people just nodding their heads and going, yeah. And then there's the one dude in the corner that's actually a gamer <laughs> that's just going, this is garbage, but I can't say anything because I'll get fired. Right. He's raising his hand going, uh, the, the specialists, the, yeah. the, the AI bots, yeah. the, like, the hit lack registry. of scoreboard, no in-game voiceover IP. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hit, yeah, exactly. Like, How about the fact that when you shoot people, you're not actually shooting them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a disastrous release. Oh, oh my man. goodness. So that one made me laugh so much that I had to pick it as my favorite gaming news story. Oh, very nice. I I chose one funny, one serious. For the funny side, the two police officers who got fired for playing yes. Pokemon Go. Oh, that's right. When they were supposed to report to the scene of a robbery, 
And instead, right. they went to go chase a Snorlax to go catch <laughs> and are recorded this entire time. And so, of course, they got fired because they got caught. So, uh, yeah. Cams or whatever. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, that one's wild. And then the other one for me was just the series of Unreal Engine 5 tech demos. So the train yard, when that train yard VR demo came out. Now, I know that one's kind of cheating because they rendered it as a video and it's not controlled in real time. But when you launch that train yard and it just looks like real life and you're thinking, oh, are they going to walk into an upstairs office and then start the tech demo? And then you realize, oh, this is actually video game. It's indistinguishable from life. Now, it's going to be a few years before we can use it that way. I get it. But even the Matrix uh, tech demo showing Unreal Engine 5, it really has me excited for the future of gaming. So those those were my two favorites. I did have a runner-up that I'll mention super fast. And it was it's funny because it was the... Um, there was a uh, like a board or something like that with the maker of Gotham Knights. And he came out and he said, no, no. There's no Joker in this game, and Batman or and uh, Batman really is dead. That's to be confirmed. fair, he, he was dead. Uh, he, he was right. like, Come on, man! <laughs> well, the whole game's filled with resurrection pits. Like I they're mean, literally talking about right. it left but and it right. Was, uh, like he just straight up lied. He's a Lazarus pit. <laughs> he straight Why aren't you using a Lazarus pit? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He is dead, dead, comma. And this game is chock full of Lazarus pits that bring right. people back from the dead. So it's yeah. not exactly a surprise. Uh, what a funny story. All right, we got two last awards here. Uh, this one I, I, I thought was kind of funny. The Thoroughly Mediocre Game of the Year Award. <laughs> so this game... Also called the Meh Award. Yeah, the Meh Award. It left <laughs> no real impression. It's not great. It's not bad. It's not even necessarily good. It, it's just kind of there. This was the easiest choice out of all of them for me. I'm so worried you're going to say Evil West. I am 100% saying Evil West. That is such it's a not, crime. It's not bad. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm cutting And I'm out. not saying it's a great game. <laughs> you know, it's, it is 100% 50%. Oh, <laughs> nice. no. Nice. I just d- disagree. Yeah. But that's cool. All right. What'd you have for this one, Michael? I... <clears throat> My runner-up is the quarry, just because it was so okay. Uh, but really, it's Tiny Tina's Wonderland. It was, it was meh. It was, it was fun. It was funny. It wasn't bad, but like overall, it just kind of was. It was a video game. Fairly mediocre. It was a, it was video, a video game, game. guys. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I it certainly was a didn't game. love it. <laughs> yeah, it was a game, and I played it. Yeah, my winner for this, I, I, I kind of struggled between Rainbow Six Extraction and Multiverses. I'm going to give it to Multiverses, and that one might land me in some hot water. I know some people really love it. I have played it. It's not as good as Smash Brothers, and some of the characters are just really weird. I don't want to run around fighting as Shaggy. You know what I mean? The character choices are kind of odd. I didn't find it to be anything to write home about. To me, it was just perfectly meh. It's there. I wasn't mad about it. It's free, but I've never played it since the first time I tried it out. So for me, it's just kind of there. Fully mediocre. Do you mean multiverses as in the best fighting game of the year multiverses? Yeah, Paul, I know, right? How dare you? Interesting <laughs> pick. Yeah. Instead of rewarding yeah. something that's clever and innovative like Sifu, you know, right. we're going to give it to multiverses. But which is what do you do? It, which yeah. is just a reskin <laughs> of Smash Bros, but with Warner Brothers characters. Yeah, gotcha. Innovative. Yeah. 
Yeah. Very innovative. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and it's time for the 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 highlight of this red carpet event. We've got what I think is the most important award here: personal favorite game of the year. Maybe it's like one of those flawed gems that you just really love, and you know you're kind of crazy and you're out there, but it was your favorite game. Whatever it might be, what do you guys have for this one? Let, let, let's start with you, Michael. I just felt like I needed some music to just go with the obvious choice, which is just God of War Ragnarok. Oh, okay. It was fantastic. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I said that I said that the best game of the year was um I can't think of the name of the game that we've been talking about the whole time. Ellen Ring, there it is. Wow, I didn't get the words words were hard up. Dang it. Oh man, I just did it trying to say words are hard. <laughs> there might be a was, couple a couple of those oh, in this episode. Oh, oh man. Anyways, God of War Ragnarok, my personal favorite game of the year. And it was really hard. Like it was it was hard. I played a lot of good games that came out this year. Again, these are games that only came out in 2022. Otherwise, this game would not have won for the games that we played this year. But I absolutely loved it. It had a whole bunch of time. I, I still almost 100%ed it. I'm, I feel like 98.9%. I've got a couple things left to do. Um, I just kind of wore myself out playing that and God of War 2018 within three weeks. Um, the whole, both of them. But I just thought it was fantastic. It's my favorite game of the year that we played and or f- from this year. And that's that's what I got. Same pick for you, Josh, or no? No, I... I, I I want to see if I have permission to pick this one because technically it released in 2022, but that's the God of War 2018 PC release. Does that qualify? Uh, or is that I, I just don't. kind of being a little cheesy? It's kind of cheating. Let's, kind of how, about you, how about you pick that and another one? Okay. There so you go. I'll Everybody pick... win scenario. Ooh, yeah. there we go. Um, <laughs> I, so I will say God of War 2018 for the PC because it was the best PC port that I've ever seen in my life. And I got to take my time with it. This time around, I got to do everything that I wanted to do in that game. So that's why I picked that one as far as my favorite game, my personal favorite game. And then my other one is it's going to be Elden Ring. I mean, honestly, I loaded up wow. Elden Ring the other day. Um, I, I, I'm i a big fan of the Dark Souls games. You guys know I was super hyped for it. As much as I loved Ragnarok, if I had to look back and say, what game did I super duper look forward to getting home from work and sitting down and just playing and exploring you know, we touched on it earlier. Michael said, he kind of hinted at it. When you see a new monster and you run up to that monster, that's discovery. That thing's going to wreck right. you. But in what, how is it going to wreck you? You know what I mean? The, the knight, the golden knight on the horse, when you first walk out of that first area and you <laughs> yeah. go running up to that guy, like that, that sense of wonder and discovery, even though it means your own death is, is, there's nobody else that does it like that, and I love that. So for me, my my actual personal favorite game of the year is Elden Ring as well. Let me go ride this horse over this swamp, and then all of a sudden, yeah, a dragon pops out, right. and then you get that a oh crap moment, giant crawfish. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the heck? The first time I, I'm like, oh, I can take down a bear. Look at that bear thing over there. And the bear's like the hardest monster in the game. Yes, no, you <laughs> cannot take down that bear. Yeah, exactly. Not right now. So. <laughs> Oh, nice pick. Uh, For me, if the God of War 2018 PC port would count, I would pick that as well. Uh, For me, I know Josh is going to call me crazy, but for me, it was was Weird West. I kind of figured Ah, you would actually take Weird West. I I don't... 
It's not I, for everyone. It's not for everyone, but I understand your pick. I won't, mm-hmm. even though I call you crazy, I'm not going to call you crazy. I don't <laughs> think you're crazy. Let's say that. I'll call you crazy, but I don't think you're crazy because I get it. <laughs> right. Sure. Weird yeah. West was close for me, too. I thought about it because I really did. I, that's, if I were to go back and, and think right now, what game do I want to pick up that came out this year again and replay? It's probably Weird West. But I also yeah. just played Ragnarok, so I don't want to go back and play it again right now. But Weird West was great. Yeah, like there's no doubt Ragnarok is a better game. I'm not trying to say Weird West is better, but for my personal taste, Weird West was almost tailor-made for what I'm looking for. It was an emotionally gripping story. You, you play over the course of these five characters where there's a running theme throughout all of them. I loved how each character kind of went through their own moral test of like what they were going to do over the course of their stories. And I found the combat to be an absolute blast. I thought the stealth worked. I thought the action worked. I loved how each character had a different weapon set. So whether you were like the gunslinger as Jane or using the cleaver as the pig man, or if you mm. used your bow for silent uh, combat or, you know, whatever, whichever character you were playing as weird West for me was uh, uh, for me, a plus storytelling, a plus gameplay and highly replayable because you can make different choices. And that's one of my, absolute must-haves i need to be able to make choices and see how it affects the game and that's something that you don't really get from elden ring or ragnarok but weird west had it in spades so for me personally weird west is the winner man we had a lot of diversity in this uh this episode like i kind of figured that a lot of our winners would be very similar and we had like we all three picked different games for some of the biggest categories, which is pretty cool. And also, oh man, Gran Turismo Seven didn't win any awards. <laughs> what, a sh- what a shame! What a shame! I, I made a master list of like every game we played this year. We just played so many games, yeah. So it, it was a very wide pool to select. So yeah, it's nice to see a little bit of you know different choices here amongst all the awards. I knew what I was getting myself into when, mm-hmm. or I thought I knew what I was getting myself into <laughs> when I started working on this show, and man. I can't wait for next year. Yeah. Next yeah. year, I really I'm I've got a lot of hopes on 2023. Gollum, game of the year? No. Anyone want to call it now? No. Not, no, <laughs> no. I don't want to call that now at all. I will I, I will say Baldur's Gate 3 is f- mm. like very quickly climbing my list. I watched a 25-minute video of that. And if you ever wanted Dungeons and Dragons to be a video game, like the highest quality video game you could be, that is going to be Baldur's Gate 3. Um, and I'm getting really hyped on Atomic Heart, by the way. <laughs> I'm trying not oh, to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that comes out in February. And I know that there was some hesitation, but a lot of the people that are getting more playtime with that game are saying that the hesitation's going away. Like, that this mm. game seems really legit at the same time. So we'll see. Uh, there's so many games, man. Please don't let these all suck. Please don't <laughs> right, let them be please. disappointing. <laughs> I, I don't know that I can take it, man. We only need one cluster protocol. We didn't even actually need that. Um, final note that I have real fast. You guys will be very happy to hear. I talk about on the show sometimes my Steam Deck buddy, Steven, who sometimes comes over and just plays Steam Deck, game, uh, Steam Deck games Castle with Crashers. <laughs> Castle Crashers. Um, we landed on our next game, and it is Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, so, oh nice. I'm so happy. Diving in. Yes. Diving in, baby. You got plenty of content. You guys are going to be playing that one for a yeah. while. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so for those of you out there who aren't aware, we always cap each year with a review. And then we are going to be having uh, a brand new episode on Thursday where we cover This Week in Gaming, our Twig episode. And then we're going to have two weeks where we're going to re-release some of our favorite episodes from this year. But we will record some new intros. So make sure to check those out. 
And then when we have our very first episode back in January, we will be covering our most anticipated games for 2023. That's going to be so fun. Yeah, we're going to be able to talk about all those things like Atomic Heart, Starfield, Hogwarts Legacy, Diablo 4, whatever we want to talk about, the Dead Space remake. Plenty to cover. That's always a fun episode. And it's always fun to go back and listen to that. And then two-thirds of those games came out to be dog turds. (laughs) And uh, Ah. it's always interesting to go back and listen to them. (laughs) Don't you jinx me, Paul. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? All right. Well, that wraps up this episode here. As a reminder, please come check out our Patreon page at MultiplayerSquad.com. If you want to support the show and get bonus episodes, you can follow us on socials everywhere at MultiplayerPod. We'd love for you to come toss us a follow and share some of our posts there. And we have a free Discord. Check out the link in the episode description. We'd love to have you in there. Super awesome community. And I think that wraps up our last hour-long show of the year. So make sure to come back on Thursday for This Week in Gaming. And I think that's all we have here for today. So thanks again to everyone out there for listening. Hope you all had a great 2022, and we'll see you on Thursday. Happy gaming. Yes, everyone, I know that the holidays are a crazy time of year. Be safe wherever you are. And as always, cheers be to ye, individuals. Cheers to you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.